Hi, everyone. We're your hosts. Alessandra. And George. And welcome back to another episode of Simp Nation. We're back. We're back. How you doing, George? How you feeling? How's it going? Terrible. Everything's terrible. I hate my life. Uh, but how are you doing? Yeah, I'm gonna really need you to get that attitude up, buddy. Come on, man. <laughs> we have a podcast around. We can't be having this. What's what's wrong with you? Man, life is sucky, man. Life is sucky. The world is sucky. <laughs> no, but actually, actually, things are okay. Things are okay. There we go. As of late, you know. You know there we go. I'm trying trying to be more positive, you know, positive positive affirmations and um song. There you go. See, that's how we do it. That's what's up. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, no, I mean, it's good. It's good to know that you're doing all right. So today we are going to have an interesting episode. Episode three <laughs> is today, and we'll be talking about guilt tripping in relationships. And being nice does not mean that the person wants you. I feel like that's a big one that people don't understand. Uh, the nice guys. Yeah, yeah, this episode, yeah, yeah, this episode goes out to all the nice guys. I mean, I feel like we should just jump into it, man. I mean, like, what do you want yeah, to do first? Well, also, before we do that, um, nice guys, nice girls, nice people. Let's just put that out there. Um, because even though on the internet and stuff, it's usually more centered at men and right. that sort of entitlement, I've seen it before in oh, no, you're 100 right you know i've seen it before in women and also people that don't necessarily subscribe to either um yeah yeah so just nice people in general oh you yeah. nice Not, cats nice, and kittens yeah man nice <laughs> in quotations because y'all are i actually terribly entitled assholes but uh we'll get to that Oh wow, we're we're just he's just went in. We're not even we're not even five minutes in. He's boof. Okay. Well, today's gonna be a fire charged episode. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, man. We're here, guys. All right, so nice guys or people. Actually, yeah, let's do nice, nice people. For those of you that don't know what the quote unquote nice guy, nice girl, nice people thing is, it's it's basically when and I think the most um Perfect example of this is, and I'm probably going to get people coming to my house and throwing rocks to my window, um, Ross from Friends, <laughs> quote-unquote, nice guy. Um, and if you've never watched Friends, which I don't know I if that's that. a good thing or a bad thing, um, nice people like that are basically act like they're entitled to the object of their affections, time, and 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 they're like i don't know feelings because they're yeah. quote nice to them right because because they are allegedly well-mannered people they are now deserving of the affections of others just for not being shitty human beings like honestly it, we're gonna put it this way if a guy doesn't send you dick pic that means he's a nice person so therefore you should give him your time like that's basically the mentality like for, mm. for females at least like that's that's kind of what we have to deal with um and it's ridiculous because i shouldn't be receiving a picture of anything at all like i didn't ask for that so no thank you you can return a sender like put that back on the on the yeah. return aisle like i don't need this you know what i mean um 
So you being respectful to me, which is what you should be doing from the get-go, everyone should respect everybody regardless, but you respecting me does not mean that you're entitled to my number, to my time, to my feelings, to anything. Let me just make that 100% clear. To anyone. It doesn't matter, guy, girl, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. Just because you respect somebody does not mean that they are entitled to give you their time or their feelings or anything. And I cannot stress that enough. And now I'm getting heated. <laughs> and and you were coming at me er- earlier hey, for, for my passion about this. But hey. you see? You see? <laughs> it's a double standard. It's not fair. Oh, well, let's leave that for the double standard <laughs> episode. Let's, 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 let's leave that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Don't worry. But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's a really terrible phenomenon. And it, like, I think underneath it, like, that entitlement right there is why the nice is in quotations. Because you're not actually a nice person. You're just being, you're, you're portraying this facade, basically, of manners and being heartfelt because you think that will get you somewhere. And that's not what being nice truly is. Right, 100%. No, it, it really, it, it, that's exactly what it is. And I feel like, especially for women, like, obviously, I don't want to make it sound like this is one side, like, only women go through it, but I can right, right, speak right. for women because I am, in fact, a woman. And I know that I've had my share of people like that. And even, it's even people that you don't even know. Like, I, there was, that, that I knew this, I didn't even know this person, like, it was just a random person on Instagram, just hit me up one day, and, and, it, like, they had mutual friends with me, but I didn't know them, and they just, I don't know, or just came out of left field, and they were like, man, you're mad cute, and I was like, um, uh, I'd like to know your name before you start complimenting me on the looks like that stuff. <laughs> hey, man. Um, thank you, but also, no thank you. Who are you? Who are, yeah, who are you? Like, I would like to be able to thank you if I knew your name. I mean, long story short, it just, like, was just very much, like, just, I don't know. It, 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 to me, when you just come out of left field, and you're just like, hey, I didn't call you a bitch, so therefore, I, you should, you know. Therefore, you owe me. Like, right. It's like, I don't owe you a damn thing. And I'm not afraid to say that. And the and the sad thing that the moment women say that we're called bitches, or you know we're 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 hoes or like we're annoying or this and that. And it's like no, I am not a bitch because I'm setting my boundaries. And that's what I feel like. And no offense to to you, but like I feel like that's what some men need to understand is that a woman setting her boundaries is not a bad thing, right? Like if I'm telling you exactly where I stand and I'm like, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this or I need you to back up like 10 paces, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm in time. I'm allowed to say that because you're making me feel uncomfortable and I didn't ask for your advance. I think that's an absolutely fair point. In fact, before I even get, get into that, I just would like, would like to say you said no offense before saying something about nasty men. Um, I... As a man, do not take offense whenever any sort of criticism is labeled. Uh, excuse me, any sort of criticism is um, sent towards men. Um, we're not the police. We don't have the whole blue shield. If you attack one of us, you attack all of us. Mentality, like I don't like some some men are nasty. Um, but I think even just in your having you having to preface that with 
no offense, that sort of speaks to this sort of tightrope that women have to walk on in right. life where they sort of have to sometimes cater to and sometimes evade the male ego. And I think even with you right there saying, no offense, before you said something that had absolutely nothing to do with me, you just didn't want my male e- ego to be like, hey, no, no, man, like, man, I don't, I don't care. But it sort of sucks that this is the society we, we live in where women have to feel that way. No, and, and that's a great point because going off of that, like, I, thankfully, I've, it's never gone to this extent, but I've had, you know, friends of mine who are female who, who tell me about, like, like, it's, it's honestly, when things like this go unchecked, you know, and, and what you mentioned about us walking like a tightrope, like, that's literally what we do. Like, there, there's a genuine fear when you're on the street and someone asks for your number, like, well, if I don't give them my number, are they going to do something to me? You know what I mean? Like, we, we have to, we always have to be so careful, like, don't go out after not after nighttime, you know, don't wear this out in public, don't, you know, and it's like, it's all because of the fact that there is this huge male ego, and because I feel like as a society, we hype up men to the point where they're like, yeah, like, we, we got the, we got the brawn, and like, we're, you know, tough and stuff, and it's like, yeah, we live to, like, dominate women, it's like, I know, like, 20 women who are, like, you know, a lot smarter than, than, than one male. Like, it's, it's, it's just yeah. ridiculous that there's, like, this, this thing that's, like, men are superior to women when mm-hmm. it's, like, dude, give us props. Where'd you come from? A woman. So, you know, you, you better start respecting me because you wouldn't be here on this earth disrespecting women if a woman didn't give birth to you. Um, like, it's, it's... I came from a tube. You know what? I'm a, I'm a hospital tube baby. Um... I don't have parents, but I no. <laughs> oh, were you like social? I was like, wait, pause. Am I really about to have to? I, you know what? <laughs> I'm quitting. I'm going home. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. But your general point, um, referring to sort of the toxic masculinity and um its pervasiveness in society today, is really important you know it's it's not only the reason behind a lot of our women being afraid but a lot of our men growing up in, in society believing they have to act certain ways because that is a, that's the definition of what a man is and these are things you do because you're manly like you need to say disparaging things about women because you're manly you need to aggressively pursue women because you're manly you need to never take no for an answer and always be like no but 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 geraldine i care so much about you oh my god poor geraldine please geraldine we need to go out No, but you actually, you said something very, very important just now. You said that men aggressively pursue women. And I remember seeing something on our Lord and Savior app, Instagram. We love that. Um, and I'm seeing I'm a picture. Like Instagram, uh, fuck Facebook. Stop stealing all, all, all their data and um, sell it to people. Stealing, they're probably stealing our data right off this podcast. Oh, no, they definitely are. But <laughs> I just want to protest loudly as they're doing it. 
So, like, people give me credit. Um, anyway, good to you. Guys, I'm going to kick George <laughs> off the podcast right now. This is about to be an Alessandro-only show. Anyway, but no, I remember seeing this this Instagram post, and it was basically, like, I think it came from Twitter. I, I don't remember the user. I don't remember I remember the words because they were so I, poignant to me. Um, the, 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 the OP was talking about how his younger nephew was pursuing a girl in his class, and the nephew was, like, a teenager, like, like 17, 16, um, and they were pursuing a girl in, in, in their class, and the girl, he had asked the girl out, and the girl said no, and right. so the OP was like, well, do you know what you do now, and then the, and the nephew was like, yeah, I just keep on going till she says yes, and he's like, no, you leave her alone, and I feel like that's something that we have to teach our younger men, because it's like, a girl says no, that's it, just take the no, because yeah. if you keep on going, the only thing you're gonna do is just you're you're just gonna make her feel more uncomfortable, and she's just never gonna respect you again. I'm like I've had guys who have asked me out, I've said no, and they've tried to guilt trip me into going out with them. Like oh, it's because I'm ugly, isn't it? Like no, it's not because you're ugly. It's because your personality is terrible, and you can't take no for an answer. Like <laughs> it's literally that simple. And sometimes it's not me. Sometimes people have great personalities. Sometimes people are super good looking. But I just don't want to go out with you. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with me saying that. Like, and there's nothing wrong with you. Like, I feel like that's another thing. When someone says no to going out with somebody, you know, we just, in, in, I can't even speak today. We mm-hmm. instinctively, there we go, English major, great. We instinctively feel like there's something wrong with us. And it's like, right. oh, there's nothing wrong with us. Maybe that person just doesn't want to date someone right now. Or that person just doesn't want to date you. And that's fine. Like, that's totally okay. Yeah. But for you to continue, and, and I'm talking, because I've met some, some women who do this too, when, women, whatever, for you to continuously harass and, and, and go after a person who has made it clear verbally, who has made it clear verbally, they've said, I don't want to go out with you. Because again, mixed messages is not a clear signal. If you're, if you're the kind of person who's like, well, well, maybe, you know, yeah. I mean, tomorrow I'm going to say no, but right now, and then it's the day after that. Yeah. No, if you've made it clear verbally with a no, I do not want to go out with you, and you continue to pursue, that's when it's wrong. Now, if someone has not made it clear and they give you that kind of statement where it's like, well, I mean, you know, it's it's like 5 o'clock right now, maybe 5.01, I'll be feeling more, you know, giving, like, in that case, I don't necessarily blame the person for trying and continuing yeah. to try because you don't have a clear no, right? Right. If you're playing with somebody and you're like, well, maybe, but no, but yes, but no, then you really can't blame the other person for continuing to try with you because you haven't given them a straight up answer no. You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like, regard, like, I feel like especially there's this idea of, like, playing the game and, like, let's see how long I can keep this person going until they give up. And it's like, that's ridiculous because yeah. we're not entitled to my time. And I mean, if you don't want anything, if you don't want a really shot, it's perfectly fine. But you better let me know because that's a really shit move on your end. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you What do you think, George? I think you said a lot of things that were super interesting that I think it's important to get into. Um, one of the things being, you know, like the whole guilt tripping thing when someone doesn't want to go out with you, and then they're like, "Oh man, it's because it's because I'm hungry." Or it's because I came from a broken household. No, it's not. It's not at all. It has nothing to do with any of that. But now that you're 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 using that pain that you feel as a tactic to get someone 
not even to get someone to like you, because they've just they've shown they don't like you, but to sort of manipulate them into a situation that's wrong. And that just proves why people don't want to be with you. Don't behave that way. Trying to manipulate anyone into doing anything is wrong. And I think that's something we should get into. Manipulation is such a rough thing to to, yeah. to navigate. And I want to make it clear right now that if anyone ever feels the need to talk about anything and you don't feel comfortable going, I don't know, to, to your friends or, or, or to, to your parents or whoever is in your life at the time, you know, you could always seek... Um, the therapy always helps. I've been going to therapy and it's it's a game changer. It's insane. But also I want to offer my ears for anyone who wants to rant. I'm here to listen because, you know, I was fortunate enough to have so many people in my life. They know who they are. And George, you're one of them who listened to me every time I felt like I wasn't worth anything. And every time I felt like it was all my fault. And all of you like helped me realize like it's not my fault, you know. And it's just, and I know that you've also had your, your, um, your kind of experience with that. Yeah. 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 Um, very much so. Uh, one of the first things I'd like to say, um, is that I offer my ear as well, um, for anybody that's going through something like that. Um, I know it can be a really difficult struggle, but yeah, you're very right. I have had my, my own experiences with that. Um, someone who sort of become a recurring character on this podcast, um, <laughs> the vampire. Uh, that was a very, that was a very um, to- toxic and um, very manipulative relationship. Even actually from from the beginning, um, which is you know hindsight is twenty twenty. You know. This is something that I didn't even realize until you were speaking, honestly. Um, part of it, which is, you know, getting into that relationship. Um, to begin with, we were friends with benefits. But um, basically, she, I think, wanted a relationship. And she did not make that clear from jump. We had an understanding and then in the midst of it she would say things she would basically try try and paint me as someone who was using her someone who you know, like someone who was creating a situation that wasn't healthy for for her and was purposely doing that um and I told her from jump I was like I'm not in the headspace to be in a relationship and then she took that she internalized it and then tried to use these things against me until eventually I I relented and I was like yeah okay sure let's be in a relationship I care about you as a human being, so sure, let's do it. Even though I wasn't, you know, that wasn't something I initially wanted. And then after getting into the, in, into the relationship, it quickly turned very volatile. Um, there were very quickly 
really terrible, awful arguments um, in which I was very often made to be the made out to be the aggressor um, when I hadn't started when I hadn't started these conflicts, and even for more than that, made to seem like I was in the wrong for voicing any concerns during the conflict something she would revert to a lot which just put me on edge was she would say things like oh yeah because you just want me to shut up and be a good girl don't you and it's like whoa no i have a great respect and appreciation for women some of the most central and important figures in my life have been women i would never come into a relationship with this sort of toxic anti-woman energy but but this is something she would often push in my face whenever she felt she was losing steam in the argument like oh you like you just want me to shut up because i'm a woman like ah ah i would that it makes me cringe to think about it honestly i i would never and then when the relationship ended um then sort of manipulating the situation to make it seem that she was in a horrible situation um one of the first lines to, to come out was oh you know george was super controlling and never let me do anything and you know at first i i just waved it off because i mean you know people shit talk during um during breakups and you know like i i felt there was no truth to that anyone who is familiar with the situation and the things that were going on we just know that wasn't the case and then it very it it sort of gradually escalated to the point of her telling people that it was a abusive relationship and that I was her abuser um, and that it was abusive physically, which, which just was not the case. And at first, at first she sort of made it seem like, oh, these are things my friends are saying, but I would never say that about you because I love and care about you. Um, and, you know, at the time I believed her until I realized, like, there was just a steady uptick in people that believed this and it just wasn't true. It wasn't factual. And I was like, it's you, vampire. You're, you're the one who's telling people these things. And then trying to play both sides so that you can get the sympathy from people and then have me feel like the only person I can truly confide in is you. Because you have people hating me, but then you come to me and it's like, I don't hate you. I'm your safe haven. You can tell me anything. I love you. Right. When she, when she just didn't. Um, and then... Once a, once I realized this was what was going on, 
Um, I cut her out of my life. And then she just was telling more people. And it got to the point where um, after I started talking to another girl, um, she to I guess sort of to get revenge, she made it she made the situation even worse and started telling people that there was sexual coercion involved. Um, for those of you who don't know what coercion is, um, it's not outright physically forcing sexual favors. It's more of an emotional manipulation into given sexual favors something that just also was not was not true at all um and it got to the point where you know i had i had friends who of course for their from the beginning they were intimately aware of the situation um and had my back but there were others um one who I honestly just did not expect who were more um who were more believing of her and these just completely these just really hurtful lies were being spread. In fact, um one friend came up to me once and uh told me that she had detailed to him that I had physically forced a sexual favor out of her. Um, um, sorry. Sorry. No, I, no, no, no. Don't apologize. No, no. This is a um, safe place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it was really, it was really bad and really hurtful um, for me because it's not just something where it's like, oh, you know, like, that's a lie, so it doesn't affect me. It's like, no, that's a lie. And so it affects me a thousand times because I I feel like this is someone who I, for better or worse, was in, in love with and who claimed to be in love with me. And now they're saying all these heinous things about me. And it, it, made me question myself every day like oh like she's saying these things about you and she knows you almost better than anyone else they have to be true um and it just really it just really helps um eat away at my self-esteem um and how i view myself the craziest shit is even even when I tried to have a conversation with her about it, um, where I was like, I tried to sort of ask her why she was saying these things. She then flipped the script again and tried to lie to me about the lying and was like, what? 
I would never say that you were abusive. And I would never, ever, ever say that you sexually quote coerced me. And I was like, what the literal fuck? <laughs> it was the most blatant form of gaslighting I'd ever seen in my life. And I had been gaslit by this girl numerous times at that point. But at that point, I was like, what? There were a bunch of people, some who didn't even know me that well, who were talking about what she, what she said. Um, some people, some of our mutual friends um, were like, it was a fact. It was an absolute fact that she was saying these things. And then the minute I tried to have a super non-threatening, non-aggressive conversation with her. She not only denied it, she even further um, gaslit me by spinning the situation and saying that the only reason I was reaching out to her was because her and um, her and a friend of mine um, were romantically linked and that I was doing it out of spite or because I was bored and I was just bringing up old shit. And it was like, no, I'm not. Nothing about this is old. This is all recent. And it's something that's important. Like, this is important to me. And yeah, I mean, manipulation is awful. Gaslighting is awful. Um, emotional abuse is awful. Um, any sort of abuse is awful. Um, I think that it. I think that to do that to someone is a super heinous thing. And while I'm not saying that people don't have the ability to grow and learn from from their mistakes, I would urge anyone who's been involved in this sort of behavior to really have a reckoning w w with themselves, perhaps even have some conversations with some professional help about ways to move forward and about why anyone would feel the need to behave in these ways and understanding the pain and trauma that this sort of thing causes. Um, just speaking for me personally, still to this very day, I find myself um, having these like stretches of time where I, I sort of get this voice in my ear, which is like, oh, you know, like she was right, you know, everything's true, which like it obviously wasn't. And I, I have to walk myself through the situation again. I have to research abuse until I sort of come to this. Uh, I sort of come to this conclusion that I was not guilty of the things she claimed, and that it was just her being spiteful. Right. No, I, I totally agree with you, and I want to thank you for, for sharing your story, because I know it's definitely hard to, to really, you know, be vulnerable. Manipulation is a really big thing. 
and it's like it's it's so hard because like when you're it it doesn't even matter about gender some people are just so good at manipulating people yeah male female whatever some people just have that tactic where they can make you feel like you're at the top of the world and they can make you feel like you're the only one that matters and then just as quickly can tear you down and take it away and it's so degrading to do that to a person especially when you know that you're doing it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like when you're when you know that you're voluntarily doing it and you're enjoying it and you're just watching someone else be in pain and 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 it's like dude like what what kind of person are you you know and i Mm -hmm. feel like i think like i said before and 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 i'll keep on saying thankfully the majority of people that i've been with Mm -hmm. have been you know like super like I said, we, we, we all have our have our little, like, things that, that we may not like about a person. But for the okay. most part, each and every single one of them has been, like, respectful and, and has never, you know, done something crazy insane. But, you know, unfortunately, we I do have, you know, I was in a relationship that was very toxic. And, and just there was a lot of, and the biggest thing was there was a lot of manipulation, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was to the point where... Oh, it's really, like, really hard to talk about because I'm so terrified of like the repercussions of me talking about it, and I feel like that in and of itself just shows how bad it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I was telling you this the other day because this was the reason why I asked you to record this episode um, yeah. was because I remember watching. Um, I'm just gonna skip the whole backstory, but there, I was watching someone on YouTube who was also in a very abusive, verbally and mentally and emotionally, not physically, but uh relationship and they were talking about the reason why they were so afraid of the person they were with and it wasn't because anything physical could happen although there is that fear for me there is like a layer of it being like physical like you know but the most part is it's not me being afraid of him physically it's me being afraid of what he can manipulate Mm. and the details that he can switch up and change because he's such a master manipulator you know what i mean and it, it got to the point where a lot of the things that ended up happening were manipulated to make me feel like I did something wrong yeah when I didn't you know mm-hmm. and it's like I feel like I'm still defending him yeah and I'm still not being truthful because I'm afraid of not backlash but I'm, af- I'm just afraid of of tarnishing someone's reputation mm-hmm. and I of don't course. owe anyone anything you know what I mean and it's like Because there's no reason why I should be afraid to talk about, you know, something that happened to me, but there's just that fear. Because, like, the fact that I'm still choosing my words carefully just shows how much of a hold and how much toxicity and how much manipulation is is engraved in in what I went through. And I feel like I really don't want to be... I've made a a vow when we started this podcast to be 100% transparent. Absolutely. And I don't think it's fair of me to myself... to to hold back or to sugarcoat anything because this isn't me and and i want to make this clear when we share our stories this isn't us trying to throw anyone under the bus this isn't us trying to paint anyone as a in a bad light this is literally us just telling our stories and how and and the things that we went through this does not mean that that we wish anyone ill will does not mean that i'm doing this to get back at anyone i'm doing this as a way to heal for myself and to possibly help someone else who might be going through the same thing realize that there is more to the situation than what you were made to believe and i feel like it's so important for us to 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 talk about because you know there is there is so much like just 
it's it's really hard to exist in this space without people pointing fingers and without people just automatically being so hateful. Yeah. And I feel like we need to be able to exist in a space where we can share our stories and not have it be taken as, oh, you're just trying to start drama or oh, you're just right. trying to start, you know, bring up the yeah. past, blah, blah, and that. No, this bothers me. This hurt me. I have mm-hmm. to heal. And this is my way to heal. Absolutely. And before you start, I just want to say, you know, as for anyone who might think, you know, oh, they're selling someone's good name, uh, air quotes around good again um there's a reason we don't use people's r- real names i mean um i don't know about i don't know what you guys think but the vampire is not this girl's name <laughs> um <laughs> really i thought it was yeah you lied to me this time it's gone absolutely the um the joker 2.0 is not that that guy's name we are still Shit. taking certain precautions not because we think anyone needs protecting just because of where our own moral code is it's not about starting drama so we're not going to say anyone's name but this is the space for us to share our stories and give advice and speak on things that affect us speak on things that we've seen in this society um so yeah yeah no that's 100 true everything you just said um all right well i'm gonna launch back into my please do horror show um which is kind of the name i would give it um because i feel like i also have to the the, the biggest thing for me and, and which was the biggest thing for me when i when this all first happened and you know when everything started going down is i wanted like i i when i confided in my friends about it i always wanted to make sure that you know it wasn't like a one side like only one person did something you know what i mean like yeah. there was also a reasoning to there, there was there was a big there was a thing that was like the catalyst into all of this going downhill right but was but it wasn't like I, i'll just i'll just go into it um so i mean this person had been in a relationship for almost a year right and i had gone on a trip with our film school which you were there too which was pretty loved. um and while i was there i had met someone and it wasn't like it, and it was because we were we were actually like we were meant to meet them like they were part of another group that we were meant to meet yes. um, and it it just ended up happening where we just had a lot of, in common and it was like sometimes you can't help who you become attached to and who you become, you know, who you just relate to on a different level. And right. it wasn't like, it wasn't like it was like, a, uh, oh, like I want to make out with this person. Like it was more of like an intellectual thing. Like it was like, yeah. this person has a lot in common with me and I like that I can yeah. relate to this person on, on a different level. You know what I mean? And it's like the, we both do a similar thing. We both have similar interests that I don't share with the person that I was with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so nothing ended up happening between us. We we did become very close, and we did talk a lot. And then it was just our group. We left that space to go to a different one, to a different um, location. Yeah. And so when we got there, I started feeling really guilty because I'm like, this is my fault. Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm such a terrible person. Like, and I and I, it was really hard for me to. I re- just not to cut you off, but I just want. 
to clarify and reinforce that at this time, you had done nothing wrong. Um, all you did was speak to a person um, for several, like, like you, you just were, you formed an attachment to someone, but nothing physical happened, no emotional cheating happened. Nothing that there was no infidelity. Nothing had happened. I just want to clarify that. I mean, the thing with that is that people can see that as they want. People can 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 you know, uh, people will see that as they will. And I'm not trying to change anyone's viewpoint on you know, like I'm not trying to tell anyone to see me in a certain light. I'm just giving the details of what happened. If you right. want the, the reasoning, the the reason why I think people so. There's a lot of toxicity surrounding relationships nowadays. We're like, oh, my boyfriend can't have female friends, or my right. girlfriend can't have male friends, or if you talk to a person who isn't your boyfriend about something that's important to you, that means that you no. Like, they, I've, I, I, senior year, I dated someone, and I would tell most most of my guy friends really important stuff about me. That doesn't mean that right. I'm that I'm you know going like that's. I feel like that's the yeah. problem is that there's so much toxicity surrounding having friends of a different gender just because your significant other has friends of a different gender does not mean that they're going to turn around and cheat on you right. you know and i feel like if, if you're having those fears like if, if your boyfriend or girlfriend tells you or if your significant other just tells you oh hey i'm i'm, I'm friends with these this many people and your first instinct is to be like well i don't like that then it's there's something wrong there and yeah. that instantly is a red flag in and of itself you know what yeah. i mean I, I, there, there is a certain line that once it gets crossed, yeah, you're allowed to be like very much like, well, buddy, you might want to tone it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But to completely bar your significant other from from being friends with people of an opposite gender, I think is really toxic. Yeah, um, and sort of to just add to that, um, speaking as someone who dates a lot of women who are bisexual or queer or pan or you know whatever how would you how would you even go about you'd be like you can't be friends with anyone because you're attracted to them and them and those people over there it's like come on come on guys give it up you don't you don't need to behave this way um and people that do behave this way um i would I would implore them to do some soul searching because I, I personally would say that that probably comes from some sort of insecurity to where you feel that your significant other can't be close with anyone else because you feel you might lose them. I think that speaks to how you view your bond with that significant other or even how you view yourself. Yeah, no, and it was just, it made, and because of that toxic mindset, it made me feel like I was, like, a terrible person, and so it, 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 it manifested in, in a very, like, where, like, I, again, I didn't eat, I didn't sleep, I could barely focus on the project that we had to do, um, where we were staying as a group for, for our film class, like, I could barely focus, um, and then it came time where my significant other came to see me along with my parents, and I had made the decision to tell him about this other person. And, and even, at, even when I was going to do it, and even afterwards, so many people were like, well, you, just, you shouldn't have said anything. Like, it, it, you shouldn't have said anything. Like, it, it's not like 
you know, you, you did anything, like, it was just, yeah. it's a connection, like, there's really, like, you know, you shouldn't have said anything. But I felt the need to be transparent, and I felt the need to just be mm-hmm. honest and be like, this is happening, right. and I want to know how you want to handle this. Mm-hmm. Because I was, I was scared, I was terrified, like, I didn't, this has never happened to me before. Mm-hmm. Where I'm in a relationship and I meet someone who, there's an instant, you know, mental and, and, and emotional connection with like that's never happened to me before you know so it terrified me and it was like I didn't know how to how to handle it and granted yes like going back at it now this is one of the things he used to tell me he's like well you could handle it better like sure I could have I agree with you but in the moment I didn't know what to do right in the moment I didn't know how to handle it in a way that you know might have been better than the way I did so I told him and and it just became like he I, like, I just, I felt terrible, and I felt like such a terrible human being, and I felt like such a terrible girlfriend, I was like, how could I do this to someone that I, that I love, you know, and so it happens, we end up reconciling, we have a day where we speak about what it is that we wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I left that meeting understanding that we were going to work things out, that's right. what I left the meeting, understanding, and, and that's right. what that's what I heard that day. Exactly. Come, so we come back from the trip. It's August. August goes by. Yeah. September goes by. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the lines of September is when I guess I don't know if you call it gaslighting, but it started being where it was like I think we should break up. I think we like it. Just it would it would be like he would mention it, like he would mention like I think we should break up, and then I would get obviously emotional, and it it, it would it would always be at the worst times. Like I remember one time we were walking home from school. Because we both go to the same college. We were walking home from college. Right. We were literally in the subway. And he's like, I think we should break up. And I was like, like it would just be nowhere. And it's yeah. like, like, how am I supposed to handle that? Right. right, right. And so, and then I would start crying. And then mm-hmm. he would start comforting me. And he'd be like, oh, no, I'm just joking. Or like, oh, like, why are you so serious? Or like, oh, like, you know, like, did, let's, like, we'll talk about this another time. And then we would never talk about it. Huh. And it was just... It was hard for me to navigate that because it's like, well, do you want to, or are you just saying that to keep me scared that I might lose you? You know what I mean? It, it, right. was, it was very confusing for me and very much like just I didn't know what to do. And at the all, also at the same time, we had we I was I was not only juggling that, but I had a job and I went to two separate schools. I went to film school and I went to regular college. So it's yeah. like I had a lot on my plate to deal with, and that was added on top of that. Um, and then around October, at the beginning of October. I remember that he had walked me home, we were on my front porch, and all of a sudden he just, out of nowhere, just goes, I cheated on you. And I was like, what? And he was like, I cheated on you. And I was like, I wish I could say that I had handled it. It's, 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 when something like that happens, it's so easy to tell someone what they should have done until it happens to you, and you're in the moment, and you're just sitting there, and you're going, what did I just hear? Yeah. You know, and so I sat there and I was just so calm and I just didn't, you know, I was just like, I couldn't even believe it, you know, right. and I, I ended up going in my house. I, I, I wish I could say that I just ended it there and that was it. No, like I went back the next day and we talked it out and we were like, you know what, maybe we should fix this. Like maybe we can work like this and that, blah, blah. And I should have known from the get go because there were signs there, even from before this happened, even from before me telling him that I had formed a connection with somebody else. There were signs there. That I should have seen, but you know what? I'm I'm more I'm easy on myself because I'm like again manipulation is so 
core in it. And it's like, I can't blame myself for not seeing something when the manipulation was so strong, you know? Yeah. And so I'm trying to be kinder to myself in that aspect and be like, well, no, it's okay that you didn't. It's okay that you, you know, were trying to work things out. And I'm not trying to make myself seem like a benevolent person. Like, oh, she's so kind because she worked things out. No, I work things out because I don't, I, I wanted to save that relationship. And I believe that it was worth saving, you know? And so... October goes by, November goes by, and things just start going downhill. There's just there's just so much so much toxicity, and so much like finger pointing and 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 just you know and and another thing about when it comes to cheating is when I found that out, she goes to my school right. So I had gone September back to school. You're back at school. This had happened in July, and he says it was a one time thing. I can't speak to when if it was or wasn't because I don't know. I'm not there, and it's not for me to 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 think about. Um. But I walked the halls of my school knowing, like, she's there, and, and it was just really hard for me to, to really comprehend because I'm like, well, I could have walked by. I don't know who she is. I've never met her before. I don't know her name. I, don't, I know nothing about her. So for me, it was hard for me to really, like, reconcile the idea that, like, I've walked down these hallways, and at any moment I could have seen her, and she could have seen me, and it was more like, well, she's probably just laughing at me. Like, it was just really, it was just a really toxic place in my mind to be at, and around the same time when I was dealing with that in our film school, and I will say this because it still pisses me off to this day, and, and it had, a, 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 it had a, a, a part in me being so unraveled by this whole situation, people, not people, one specific person, right. felt the need to speak about my personal life. Yeah. And I will say, yeah. I, I will say this, on, on this on this point, if you don't know what's going on, if you have no idea, if you're not even friends with the person, right? There's no reason why you should be speaking on someone's private life. Absolutely and, and, I, no and, I, and I think it's ridiculous that that was if like the person felt the need to stoop to that level and go, well, I don't know what's going on with her. So I'm just going to make something up and run with it. And it also blew my mind that people who also didn't know me listened to that lie and then kept it going or just even entertained it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not friends with you. I don't know you like that. I don't know you personally. You never even bothered to get to know me. So there's no reason why you should be allowing this lie to continue, you know, or even entertaining it. Um, so having to go back to a space, which previously was a safe space, you know, but now knowing that people were talking about me behind my back, it really did affect my mindset. And then on top of that, it just got to the point where, where my ex was just so, like, it was like any little thing could set him off. And it was like, I, I you know, like, it was just, he be, got into a place where I didn't know how to help him and it's it was it was now like now at this moment I realize and I look back and I'm like it's not my job to fix somebody it's not my job to you know help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves and and because I was so invested in this it felt like it was my job and so I I, I you know I suffered a lot mentally emotionally trying to make sure that this other person was okay and then, think, like I said, things started going downhill, um, and it got to the point where then my my ability to love was being called into question. My my who I was as a person was being called into question. Who I was you as a woman was being blamed, and you were also not not to cut you off, but you were also being blamed for him cheating in the first place. I remember. Yes, yes. I he was like this was. He didn't outright say this was your fault, but he did insinuate it, and he was like, "Well, you know." Um, he gave me some, I remember when we were talking about it, he was like, well, I had to do this to my, for myself to know that I was still, um, 
what did he say? To know that I was still wanted and to know that I still like had it, I guess, meaning his charm or, or, or his, his appeal, whatever it was. And I'm not saying that what I, what happened with me forming a connection with somebody else is, is right or wrong. I know that it must've hurt and I'm not trying to diminish that hurt that he felt when he found that out, because I know that anyone would hurt, you know, when they find that out. But I feel like the way you go about it is what matters. And if your mentality is, well, she's doing that, so I'm going to get back at her and I'm going to hurt her just to make it even and even out the playing field and make sure that I'm still on top. Right. Because it was it was always about one-upping. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it was like, if, if I made a mistake, okay, how can I one-up that and make her hurt even more? That's what it felt like on my end. And so it was really hard for me to navigate that. And, and, and on top of that, like, college and all this stuff, it was really, really hard. And so when the toxicity started coming in, and the manipulation and, and telling me that I didn't know how to love and telling me that I didn't know um, what real love was and I didn't know how to, you know, I was living my life wrong. Like, like my faith was called, like my faith was called into question, um, how I live my life was called into question, how I, you know, interacted with other people was called into question, like so much of myself was called into question to the point where I started doubting myself and I was like, well, there's just something wrong with me. Yeah. And it was really hard because all that, isolated me from so many people and I be- and I became just like I don't I didn't talk to many people while that was going on and I don't think that I confided in you guys until it was over like until I had officially just Absolutely. you know yeah. it was just so I just felt so isolated and so alone and I didn't know you know whether I was in the right whether I was in the wrong whether you know like it, it was all my fault like it was just so much going on sorry I'm like breaking down um no you're you're, you're perfectly fine. We stayed we stayed at the beginning of the show that it's a safe space. Continue, please. Um, and so when it finally did come down to, you know, like, and, and it would be where, where he would say, like, well, I don't want to, like, and then finally we, we ended up breaking up in October. Right. The end of October, we broke up. And I was like, you know what, fine. Like, and we had discussed it before, when you break up with somebody, you give them space, whatever. So I did, and I did that, and I didn't speak to him, I didn't I didn't talk to him, and then he reached out to me, and was like, hey, like, it, he had, wa- there was something else that went on that I'm not going to disclose, because that was, it's personal information um, about his, you know, uh, his family, but um, I ended up meeting up with him again, and it was just a vicious cycle, and it was like right back into it, and it was just like, well, you know, we can we can make this work, we can fix this. And so I believed that we were going to fix things and we were going to give it another shot and we were going to work on trust. And that's what was told to me. And that's what I was made to believe. And then it turns out that, you know, um, he, he invites another girl into his home, which isn't for me to speak on because again, we weren't together. But the reason I guess why it irked me was because there was talk of us, you know, working things out. So it's like, if you don't want to work things out, just say so, just say so. Right. And I mean, he can, I don't know. And again, I don't want to, I don't, this is me saying it from what it seemed like in my perspective. I'm not saying that this is what he meant to do, but this is what it, this is what I ended up feeling and seeing and, and, and going through. You know what I mean? So things happen. We end up, I end up going, you know what? that's it like I can't like it went on from November up until December the beginning of December and I was you know what I can't do this anymore like I cannot continue 
to be playing this game where it would and it would be like I would ask him like do you want to work things out he'd be like yes but also no but like I want this but also like it was just really toxic yes but no but maybe on Sundays right exactly basically and so it was really toxic and I ended up saying you know what you clearly have a lot to figure out and I don't think that I and I was not even I don't think I don't want to be a part of this anymore I don't want to continue this game. I don't want to continue being the person that you can completely shit on and then come back to when you're feeling low. And I will say this, while when before this all happened, he was the most supportive significant other I think I've had. Like don't get me wrong, my other people, all the people that I dated were very very supportive. But before this all went down, before this this whole thing happened, he was super supportive and always there for me and always, you know, gave me advice on on you know things like my career and, and what to do with my life and things like that and I don't want to make it seem like everything was bad because there were good parts and I will say that I'm not going to paint it as though everything was terrible he was a good he was he was a very good person to me at the beginning of all this somewhere along the line something changed you know in 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 not just like literally what ended up changing but also I guess in his mind again I'm not going to speak on him because I don't know what was going on through his mind so I don't want to I don't want to falsely analyze somebody but it just got very toxic and very quickly. And also it, it was where he would, he texted my mother once and he was like, hey, just to let you know, we broke up. And also I think you should get her therapy. And it was, it was just like really weird. And it was just really like invasive to the point where it's like, okay, if you're going, if you're going to leave, if you're, if that's it, then please leave. Then please like right. leave, break off communication. Don't send weird, threatening text messages to me don't send things to my mother don't talk about you going off on the deep end and how it's all my fault like it's, it's mm. horrific yeah and, and so there was a time where he i remember i was in the process of healing and i was getting over it and i was feeling happy with myself because it was the first time where i really felt like i could breathe and i didn't have to watch my back and i didn't have to watch what i was saying and i didn't have to be you know like walk on eggshells constantly and finally, you know, there was a day where I got a message and it was like, well, you know, should I hold on to the hope that we're getting back together? And to me, it was like, I couldn't even believe that I was reading that message because I'm like, after everything that happened, after everything you've said to me, after after making it clear that you think that I'm incompetent and incapable and, and, and just not smart and just doubting, you know, who I am as a person, you're really asking me that. And I felt super insulted because I was like, are you kidding me right now? Obviously, I didn't go off because I don't also don't feel like me personally. I don't feel like that would reflect well on me. Obviously, I could have you could say that I was within my right to go off and, and, and say a bunch of stuff, but I didn't. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be like, no, like this. That's it. And I haven't spoken to him since. And, and that's, you know, I'm happy about that. But I think that I, I need I think it's important to know that people go through this all the time. Male, female, whatever. People yeah. go through this. And a lot of people sit up at night and they stay in their rooms and they think that they did something wrong and they think that it's their fault and they think that they're not worthy of love or they're not worthy of of, of being in another relationship or they're not worthy of, of someone's time. You are worthy. I will say this right now with every fiber in my being, you are worthy and no one can diminish your worth because they don't feel worthy themselves. Like it is it is insane how manipulation works it is insane how and i'm going to speak for women because i am a woman myself so i will only speak on what i know um you don't have to keep um clarifying that <laughs> um 
but you know i feel like as women we are so manipulated sometimes and we are so we are often pinned against each other so much by either society or by other men or 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 even by other women like and it's it's so disheartening to see so many women you know be so angry with each other over over things that are you know insignificant like oh, she's prettier on me than me, so I'm going to hate her. Or like, oh, she has a nicer wardrobe than me, so I'm going to hate her. It's so stupid. Us as women are so, we're so beautiful. And I feel like, yes, we're sensitive. And yes, we, we, we you know, some of us cry more than others. And yes, some of us are more tough than others. And yes, some of us are, are you know, more, more, you know, weary. And some of us are more, are more, you know, warm and welcoming. It doesn't make a difference. We're who we are. And we're beautiful. And we're strong. And we, we are our own people. And we're not objects. We are not for you to own we are not for you to mold in someone that you want us to be. We are not, you know, um, an item that you can have attached to your arm so you can show off to your homeboys. That's not who we are. We have our dreams. We have aspirations. We have things that we want to accomplish in our lives. And if you're not going to help us do that and all you want is for us to be pretty and sit there and show and to show off to your friends, then I'm sorry, you should not be in a relationship. You should not be pursuing women in general because I'm so tired of, of, of just seeing how women are treated and seeing how, how, you know, easily discarded we are. And it's like, for someone to not realize that a woman is more than just a bo- like a, the shape of a body or she's more than, than, than what she can offer to you, you know, sexually, we have minds, you know? And if you, if you really sat down and got to know them, you'd be amazed by what goes on in our minds because like we we're, we're just I don't know how to explain it but I feel like we I just need women to know that if you're being degraded or abused you know don't be afraid to just leave and I know it's hard on them and I know that it's hard because I, I like I said I've been there before it's so hard to leave when you've been manipulated into believing that no one loves you like that person loves you and you're manipulated to believe that no one will treat you like they will treat you and it's true no one will treat me like you'll treat me because you're treating me like garbage and god forbid someone else treat me like that again I'm not allowing it you know right. so it's like when you've been manipulated to think that you know this is your fault and so you have to fix it and so this is for you to fix because i did nothing wrong you hurt me you broke my heart so now you have to fix you know what it is you broke no it is not your job so i i you know again i want to state that if anyone ever needs someone to talk to if anyone ever needs anyone to to rant or advice you know i'm again we are not professionals but I will more than I will be more than happy to offer my advice and, and to and to you know help you find professional help if you need because there's nothing wrong with that getting therapy the obviously I make a joke that my therapist was like pretty pretty whack she, she kind of was um but you know the 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 small amount of therapy that I did get you know was very helpful because it, it did really make me realize like okay I'm I need to stop blaming myself for so much and i've already talked so much so i'm gonna hand it over to you so you can get in your two cents um yeah right. that's my um <laughs> well i think everything you said is extremely valid um and important um i think speaking on men who have been in abusive manipulative um manipulative uh toxic situations I think a lot of us don't necessarily want to speak on these sorts of things because it's not the manly thing to do. Or even, you know, you just remind like, nigga, I'm a, I'm a man. So, like, it, 
So I'm not going to be over here like, oh, but this this girl emotionally scarred me. But it's okay if that happens. You don't need to be on your super crazy testosterone trip right now. I know. I've been there. It's fun. But there comes a time in which, you know, it's perfectly fine to be vulnerable. It's perfectly fine to have these sorts of conversations. It's perfectly fine to not only be in touch with your own feelings, but try and heal from the from the pain and trauma of the past instead of thinking, oh man, I, I just gotta eat that because I'm a man. Or I just have to eat that because I'm a strong person. Look, you can be strong and still have to work through trauma. There's nothing weak about being in a traumatic situation. There's nothing weak about being in a toxic situation. These things happen. Um, People who we confide in, people who we trust, people who we love can sometimes be manipulators, can sometimes let rage get the best of them, can sometimes just be really terrible partners to have. And that, that that doesn't make you any it doesn't make you any lesser than if you've experienced something like that. It doesn't make you any lesser than for speaking out um, on these sorts of things. Right. And I think that it's important that we begin to normalize, you know, men speaking out. Because again, like I feel like because it's a vicious cycle. So I feel like, thankfully, you know, there are men who feel like they, you know, have the support system to be able to speak out against things like this. But it's more dangerous when the ones that don't internalize it and then end up using that as a reason to then inflict pain on others. That's something that I think is also very important to talk about. Like a lot of a lot of um, the vampires. Um, reasoning for the things she would do is, oh, I came from a very broken home, which you did, you know. Like, oh, there was a lot of addiction, trauma, abuse in my home. Um, or, you know, I have such and such um, mental illness that I'm not going to disclose. All of which is true. Um, and... All of, the, all of which definitely makes you feel for a person. But there has to come a point in which you recognize the pain that you've gone through. But that doesn't give you the right to take it out on others. It doesn't give you a pass to just act however you want to because life was terrible. It is really unfortunate that life gives us traumas but that in no way entitles us to be terrible human beings to others and i think there's a really pervasive sense of entitlement um in the world today stretching from people who abuse others and so yeah i i think the that sense of entitlement is something that 
we should all take a look in the mirror and reflect upon and discuss because it's that sense of entitlement that leads to really, really terrible actions that are inflicted on other people. And if we want to progress as a society, these things need to change. I think that a channel of communication needs to open up. I think that, you know, people need to start. I don't I don't want to make it because I feel like it's a cliche, but I also feel like it could go. It's it's definitely a, a, a debatable topic. But this idea, this notion that people can change from what they've done, you know, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And if you are someone who has inflicted, you know, any type of, of pain or, or, or hurt to someone, the difference is whether or not you actively try and rectify that. And I'm not saying that, you know, just by saying sorry, everything's okay. If you inflict a pain on a person, in no way are they are they required to forgive you, you know? You you hope that they do, right? Because it definitely does, I don't want to say absolve you, but it definitely does help you feel less of, of, of anxiety. But if you've inflicted pain on someone, you know, you can't always expect them to forgive you. Because not everyone can, and that's okay if they don't want to. But I think that if if you have been the kind of person to inflict any kind of, you know, emotional or, or mental or even physical trauma on anyone, you know, your first step is to really, first of all, you need to look back and, and acknowledge the fact that you did something wrong. Acknowledging that you did something wrong does not mean that you now have to live with like an X on your back. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about emotional and, and mental trauma because physical is something completely, like physical trauma is something completely different. So I will not speak on that. But emotional and mental trauma, I think that if you really do want to change and if you really do want to rectify your mistakes, the first thing you need to do is really internalize and go, okay, I did something wrong. And with, without making an excuse, well, I did it because of this. I bit no, I did something wrong. I did something that hurt somebody, right? Once you've been able to acknowledge that without giving an excuse, because when you start to excuse yourself for what you've done, that, that doesn't mean that you're changing. That just means that you want people to go, oh, well, no, he did it because of this or she did it because of that. No, you did something wrong and that's it. No ands, if or buts. You know what I mean? I think definitely um, coming to terms with what you've done, um, trying to atone for, for what you've done, trying to become a better person in spite or perhaps even because of what you've done amazing great things um but i do honestly believe especially if we believe that mental trauma um mental and emotional abuse can cut just as deep um that you know we need a that those people um, need to try and acknowledge what they've done and try to move and become better people. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, all anyone can really do is try to become another person, learn from their mistakes, be they as small as um, being snide to person you care about to as large as inflicting some type of pain on someone else um really understanding the effect that that had 
and trying to grow from that yeah no and and this you know it's there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that you were wrong and making amends with yourself you know like there's nothing wrong with that i think that's something that we need to normalize um and something that and but what i but the thing that i need to make clear is that just because you know there is you're able to reflect does not mean that you have the chance to do bad things in the first place like it don't have the mentality where it's like well i did i can do bad things and then just you know like reflect and be a better person it's, that is not and that does not that's not how that works um if you're a repeated offender and you continue to you know engage in your behavior and not try and rectify it even when people who aren't even involved in it who might be outsiders are telling you that what you're doing is wrong then you know that is there's there's really no excuse for that you know there's really nothing that you can say that will make you you know like oh well i you know i just had a bad week at work no well that doesn't mean that you can go and 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 make someone believe that that they're you know incompetent of love or like oh no you know i just have you know, a really bad home life, All right? That doesn't mean that you can go and, and, and emotionally abuse somebody. Like, that's not how that works. Stop using, you know, things that have happened to you as an excuse to, you know, do things. Well, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. Um, just adding on to that, I believe there's that entitlement rearing its head again and us always having to combat that, you know, believing that, oh, um, because such and such happened, today at work because such and such is going on this week is all right for me to take it out on this other person that's entitlement that's believing that your well-being is more important than this than this other person and you're therefore allowed to take out your feelings on this other person so that you can experience catharsis and feel better but you're not even worrying about the the effect and impact that I would have on that other person. So there's that entitlement again, and that's a constant battle that we as a society will have to um, commit to, yeah. really, truly commit to, if we want to see change. Yeah, um, and I think that that's a good point to end on. And, and yes. I want to I want to before we you know wrap up our goodbyes as we have decided to make this you know a, a thing that we do every time we end our episodes. Um, you know we want our, our listeners to know that Black Lives Matter um, every day, every day, not just on Mondays or Tuesdays, but every single day. I know that you know the the amount of you know um, posting on Instagram has stopped and on social media stopped, but that doesn't mean that the fight has stopped. Right. So, you know, sign petitions, call congressmen, call, you know, your local officials, you know, um, attend protests because there are still many of them going on. Vote. Um, <laughs> vote. Yes. I'm going to say it one more time. Vote. Get it for one, one more time for people in the back. Let me hear it, George. Vote. There you go. Yeah. For all of those who are um, 18 and older, you know what makes you cool? voting so yeah let's go show up at those polls because they don't think we got that power and what are we good at proving people wrong so let's do that <laughs> um but yeah no seriously guys like if you're 18 and older please vote um please you know use your voice we are in a position where people younger people now are are taking over and you know if we want to see change we have to do it ourselves 
Because let's be real, guys. The boomers have affected us enough already. Let's be real. Unless you, like, you know, if you're tired of the boomers taking care of our, you know, like, why is someone who's, like, 70 and almost has dementia, depending how much, like, is, is in charge of how much I pay for college? Like, that's a little, you know, ridiculous. Um, anyway, let me stop with my, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, um, again, Black Lives Matter every single day. Yes. Um, need to believe survivors of every single form of abuse. Because um, their voices are important, and your voices matter, and you matter, and you are beautiful human beings that, you know, bring your own light into this world. So don't, please don't believe for a second that you don't matter. Um, what else? I don't want to forget anything. Well, also, as I think is important uh, with the subject of this topic, um, anyone, or uh, the, the subject of this episode, anyone out here making um false statements you are ruining the movement you are in your actions you are discrediting you are discrediting the the thousands of survivors that speak up every year the idea to commit such a heinous action is disgusting and it needs to stop. Please, please do not make false accusations. You are literally ripping apart the road to progress. Yeah. Because we we need to believe survivors. But Anytime a survivor does speak up, you know when people go to, oh, well, what about the people that make false accusations? All right, so you know we need to fix that, people. Stop. <laughs> Do not lie about abuse. It's not cute. It's not cool. Stop it. Um, no, definitely. That is that is another very important thing. I also like to add that LGBTQ lives matter. Regardless of, of what you, regardless of who you love, regardless of, of what you identify as, regardless, you are still at the end of the day a human being, and you matter. And there's no one, no one should be allowed to tell you that your life matters less because you identify a certain way or because you love, you know, a, a certain type of person. Like that is ridiculous, you know. So, you know, we stand by you. We hear you. All of you. Everyone who is oppressed in one way or another, we hear you. We stand by you. Um, you know, if you ever want, again, to talk to either of us or if you want us to try and help you find, um, you know, a safe place for you to talk to, you know, we're here. Like, we're, we're, we're here and we're here to help. So, um, yeah, I think that that concludes our episode for today. So I just want to thank you guys for listening. And once again, this is Alessandra. And this is George. And we are signing off. And thank you for listening to another episode of Simp Nation. And we'll be back with another one soon. Yeah. So that would be interesting. You own it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Gracias. Thank you. And we'll see you on the next episode of Simp Nation.